Welcome back to another episode of Deeper Life. It's me, Alexis Teichmiller, your host, and I am really excited about today's episode all about expectations. I did a poll on my Instagram story yesterday as I was prepping for the podcast and I wasn't quite sure what was going to resonate with y'all the most. And I, I put up two different options. I put one on expectations and then I put one up on kind of getting back on track on our goals, especially during the holiday season and, and kind of reevaluating and realigning um, a lot of our goals and intentions during such a busy season. And expectations won out on the poll. It was like 60% to 40%. But I think next week I'm going to go ahead and do the the one on realigning during such a busy season and how do we stay intentional with our decisions and our choices uh, when Honestly, the holiday season can sometimes feel like drinking water out of a fire hose, um, a lot of just overconsumption in it pretty much every way. And how do we stay intentional on our values and things that we um, know are important, but don't always spend time on in such a busy season? And how do we give ourselves some grace during that? So that'll be next week's episode. But today is all about expectations. And I didn't even realize how much I was excited about this episode and, and how much my life kind of revolves around this methodology. And it's actually something I've never talked about before. So I am looking forward to unpacking this with you. And I'm going to start off by asking you a couple of questions. And throughout today's episode, it'll be a quick one. Throughout today's episode, if there are a few questions that pop up for you, I would highly recommend um, taking note of those, whether you write those down or take a note in your phone and just kind of process them later, whether that be through journaling or just maybe processing with a friend or your partner, but really kind of take this episode to the next step. I I would really encourage you not to just listen, but to really start to implement some of the things that we're going to be unpacking today for yourself and for your own life. So a couple of questions to start us out, you know, we're just going to dive right in. Question number one is what are your expectations of your life? Are your expectations rooted in reality? Who influences your expectations? That's one of my favorite questions. And are your expectations attainable? So I want to first talk about this assumption around expectations. Like, well, if I don't have any expectations, then, you know, I don't have any boundaries. Or if I don't have expectations, then um, people can just treat me however they want. Or I, I don't have standards. And I really want us to work on separating expectations out and making it its own category of thing. Um, Boundaries is a standalone thing. Standards are kind of a standalone thing. They're all connected, right? But having, um, having high expectations doesn't mean that you can't also have boundaries. And so I want to kind of talk about the difference between standards and expectations. So a standard is really a level of quality, something that is kind of accepted as a norm, generally used as like our bar of like judgment or um, critique. It's kind of like minimum requirements. Like you have standards uh, for your job or you have standards for your relationship. Um, you have standards in, in your friendships and how you want to be treated. It's kind of that minimum requirement of, okay, if I'm going to be engaged in this with this person or with this job or even this city, here's some minimum level requirements in order for me to, to proceed and engage with that. So an expectation is really a belief. An expectation is a belief that something is going to happen in the future 
or a feeling that someone or something is going to achieve something or do something. And what I what I want to focus on is that expectation is a lot of times rooted in in hope. And a lot of times we don't communicate our expectations. We just hope that something happens. We just expect or hope that our partner is going to show up with flowers or we just expect or hope that we're going to get that raise at work. And that's not active. That's passive. And there's nothing wrong with being passive. It just sometimes takes us out of the driver's seat and puts us in the back seat. And it kind of gives someone else power in order to meet our expectations when really the only person that can meet our own expectations is ourselves. And, and if we want something else to happen, we have to be willing to communicate that. So I have really, I mean, honestly, over the last 10 years, this is something my mom really, really taught me is if you don't have high expectations, you won't walk through life so disappointed. And there was a, I remember whenever she first told me that in high school, um, you know, had all these expectations around boyfriends at the time or friends. And, and now I'm in my late twenties and I still carry this methodology with me today. And that's that if I just don't expect too much, not too much, that's not quite how I want to say that. If I just don't have these high expectations of everyone around me and everything around me, then I don't carry so much disappointment or offense within me. And so what I do is I keep my expectations low and my standards pretty high. And so I control my standards, but I can't always control my expectations. Um, in, in meaning that I can't, I can't control whether someone else is going to meet or exceed one of my expectations. That's, that's something that's not really in my control, but I can control my standards and I can control what I expect of myself, just not always other people. And so when you have high standards and lower expectations, it means you're already really succeeding on your own terms because you are kind of setting the tone. And when your low expectations are met and your standards are high, the reward will be there. And the reward is whatever you define it to be. And so how do we communicate our expectations is a big thing. So I'm going to kind of walk you through two big areas in my relationship with my now husband that I had to work on my expectations. First off, we were in a long distance relationship up until we got married. And now we're in a long distance marriage, which is hilarious. But um, I, my birthday is a big deal to me. I don't know why in particular. I think it's just because I love celebration. I love being celebrated. I love celebrating other people. And so birthdays are always just a lovely like middle of nowhere kind of celebration, unlike a holiday. And I am someone that very much wants my person, in this case, my boyfriend at the time, to give me flowers on my birthday. And so my birthday is April 24th. And my birthday rolled around, I want to say we've been dating for maybe two years at this point. And um, no, like nothing happened. My birthday came and went. I mean, obviously he called me and wished me happy birthday, but I'm in Nashville. He's in Colorado. Didn't send me flowers. Didn't send me a card. No, no like hoopla at all. Now it didn't matter that he was actually going to be there in two days to celebrate my birthday with me that weekend. He just couldn't be there with me on my actual birthday, which I think was like a Wednesday or something like that. But my expectations of him weren't met. But I also never communicated that expectation. I never said, hey, 
my birthday is super, super important to me. And so are anniversaries. And so here are some things that would really make me feel special. What would make you feel special on your birthday or anniversary? And and just being able to frame it in that way instead of after he didn't get me flowers, I called him crying and I'm like, you didn't do anything for my birthday. And he's like, I didn't know that you wanted me to. Um, so that's the perfect example of sometimes we have these expectations of people that we just assume that they're mind readers and that they should just know exactly what we want or, you know, what we're working towards. And that's not the case because they're living their own lives. They've got their own thoughts. They've got their own things they're working through. And a lot of times we aren't always top of mind for someone else. And so having that expectation um, is really helpful. Another one is we had several conversations. We dated for almost six years before we got married. We talked a lot about getting married while we were dating. Um, not early on, but I would say, you know, after a year three, I was kind of like, are we going to get married or you know, what's going on here? Um, and so we talked a lot about marriage and our expectations on timing, because one of the things I never wanted to do was give him an ultimatum or give him a specific timeline. And at the same time, I wanted him to respect the fact that I wanted to know, you know, in what season of life are we planning on getting engaged? And so there was this interesting opportunity for us to communicate our expectations. And so his expectation was, I don't want to get married or even get, you know, propose to you until I have a full-time job. Because at this time, at this point, he was in grad school at the time. And so even just hearing that, okay, great, we've got a timeline of some kind. I know that you're going to be graduating in December of 2018, and I know that you're going to want to try to find a job, and so it's going to be sometime after December of 2018. And that was enough for me. Like He was able to communicate his expectations, and I was able to say, that's awesome. Now, I don't want to go too far after that. I don't want to get married in 2022. Um, but now I know kind of the timeline in which we're, we're talking about. And so an unmet expectation, like is, for example, the, you know, not getting flowers on my birthday, which I understand is a small thing, but you know, I like what I like. And so I'm not ashamed of that. So I communicated that to him. An unmet expectation opens up an opportunity to connect. And so when I was able to communicate calmly um, and with rationale and logic, what my expectations were in the relationship, it turned into a standard that we both got to hold for each other. This is how we treat each other. This is how we celebrate each other. This is how we show up for each other on our birthdays, on our anniversaries. It's not something that is just uncommunicated and just lives out into the ether. Um, because there were definitely expectations that I didn't communicate that I ended up being upset about or resentful or was passive aggressive about. And in some ways kind of started to sabotage our relationship until I was willing to, to honestly go first and say, Hey, I'm upset about these unmet expectations. And Matthew was able to say, I had no idea, right? Which wasn't surprising because how was he supposed to know? We also had these same kinds of expectations, unmet or maybe even um, uncommunicated with our friends, our family, within our career. And the interesting thing is that these people also have expectations of us. These areas of life have expectations of us. And how does it feel when someone expects something of you and they don't communicate it and then they end up getting upset with you and then you for me, I end up feeling like I've failed them in some way. You know, I feel awful. I feel like 
um, a bad person. And that's, that's the biggest thing is like, gosh, now I feel bad that I made you feel bad. And I wish that you would have communicated this with me. Well, the same thing goes in my own life. I have to take ownership of those expectations. And that's a really big um, opportunity for us to create deeper connections with the people in our lives. Like, for example, when I moved back from Texas, now living in Illinois, when I moved here, I had some conversations with my family. You know, I'm finally back. I hadn't lived here, um, you know, pretty much since I was 18. And I knew that my family was going to want to spend a lot of time with me. And I wanted to spend time with them. But I also wanted us to have a realistic expectation of how much time we were going to be spending with each other. Um, So I asked my mom, you know, what are your expectations of me and our time together and our relationship? And we were able to talk about that. And I said, realistically, I think that I would love to see you at least once a week and twice a week would be amazing. And we were kind of able to discuss, okay, yeah, that feels really good. I mean, I'm working a full-time job and, you know, my, my husband and I are living here. And so it was, it felt like a good expectation for both of us to have that conversation. And then my mom wasn't going to be upset that I wasn't spending enough time with her. And I also wasn't going to feel bad because I was, you know, wasn't meeting her expectations of me. So even just being upfront about what those are. And I also think like having lower expectations of people in general help us combat unmet expectations. You know, like, oh, they didn't text me back or they didn't attend my event or they didn't celebrate me the way I wanted. We end up kind of obsessing over unmet expectations and it takes so much energy and it's just easy to live in this land of offendedness. Like, I don't know if that's a word, but just walking around offended, like, you didn't meet my expectations and now I'm offended and, and I'm just, I'm reevaluating everything in my life because of the way that you did or didn't show up in my life. And I'm upset because it didn't meet my expectations. Now I want to say that this is valid, right? Those feelings are valid. Those are very real feelings. I felt them time and time again. But what I really had to realize was that I was spending so much energy um, obsessing over relationships that weren't as deep as I wanted them to be, or, you know, a job that this dream job that wasn't really as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. And just kind of looking at the gaps and looking at ways to be offended or looking at ways to be jaded about a relationship or a job or even a city. You know, when I moved to Houston, I didn't really like it at first. It didn't meet my expectations. And then there was this haze. There was this filter over my entire experience there because I went in with these high expectations of it being just like Nashville. And it's a completely different city. So it's not going to be like Nashville. It's, it's Houston. And I ended up kind of sabotaging in a way my own experiences because I compared everything to Nashville instead of just being Nashville, instead of just letting Nashville be Nashville and Houston be Houston, I kept trying to make them the same. And so now if someone cancels or doesn't answer or doesn't call me back or doesn't respond the way that I'd like them to, I'm honestly more inclined to let it go because it's just not worth my energy to hold on to. So I'm curious, like, what are areas in your life that you are spending a lot of energy on and you're not really getting something in return? Or you have high expectations of your friends, your family, your career, or even yourself, but you haven't really been able to communicate those in a way that is um, connective. And I mean, I, I I get it. This is a hard part about being in relationships and just kind of a hard part about life in general um, is working 
through this. And, you know, something I've really worked through is that expectations are often founded in hope. I said this earlier in the episode. Expectations are really about hope and not goals. And if you have a goal, you've mapped out your action steps. You've communicated your next steps. You've, you're looking forward to the vision of, okay, this is what I'm working towards. There's more clarity there. With expectations, there's confusion, you know? And I think that whenever we can get really clear on, you know, what are our goals? How can we keep our expectations um, low or lower and, and really not including so much energy and offense into when someone doesn't meet our expectation because we have to take ownership for not communicating that expectation, right? Like that, that is our responsibility. And so I kind of want to wrap up this, this episode. I know it's a short one, um, but I think it's a powerful one as we dig into these expectations that we have. And it might even be an opportunity for you and your partner or you and your boss. Like I've had expectation oriented conversations with old bosses and they were like, I was able to say, Hey, this is kind of what I expected. I'm not quite getting this. And I'd love to hear your expectations of me and how, how am I, you know, meeting them or exceeding them or not meeting them. And it was a really great opportunity for us to get on the same page. And I think that's really the goal here is as we walk through life, we want to feel connected. We want to feel seen and appreciated and acknowledged and loved. Um, However, when we have these high expectations, it can sometimes get in the way of that connectivity whenever we don't communicate those expectations. And so I have a few follow-up questions for you to really process with and maybe even talk through with someone in your life. Um, and they are the following. So question number one is what expectations of yourself are causing you more strife than value? What expectations of yourself are causing you more strife than value? I don't know about y'all, but I am incredibly self-critical. Like I am my biggest critic. Um, if someone else was mean to me, I would just be like, okay, whatever. But like, if I'm mean to me, it hurts. And there's something about my, my own high expectations of myself that aren't always rooted in reality. They're rooted in the way that the online marketing space influences me or influencers influence me, or even my expectations of my body and how media and photography and editing, you know, it, it, shifts and influences my own expectations of myself. And so I have to be really, really intentional and really clear on who's influencing my expectations of myself. Is it my family? Is it my partner? Is it media? Is it society? Um, And that's something that is a really beautiful exercise to think through because it gives us the ability to really dig in and ask ourselves, okay, are these expectations really valuable? Are they helping me or are they hurting me? So my next question is, what expectations of other people could I let go of? This is also a beautiful exercise, friends, because there are people in our lives who are not meeting our expectations, and I, that is okay. It, it actually is. Like, I, I, this might be controversial, but it's okay if people don't meet your expectations because they're out there focused on their own lives. And we have to remind ourselves that you know, we are not the center of the universe. And how can we give people grace and empathy and compassion for things that they miss or, you know, people who haven't texted me on my birthday or, you know, didn't call me back or missed an event that was important to me. Or, you know, I 
am able to extend grace in those situations because I understand that I'm not the center of their universe, right? They're the center of their universe or their family's the center of their universe. And that's how it, that's how it is. And that's okay. And so when I've been able to really let go of those expectations, I've been able to have so much more joy and so much more freedom in my relationships because I'm not holding something over them. I'm not expecting something from them other than just, wow, it's so beautiful to have your presence in my life. I'm not expecting anything from you. Gosh, that's that's like a huge win. And there are people when I'm around them and they expect nothing of me, I'm actually more myself with them. I'm more authentic. But when I'm around people who have high expectations of me, whether they've communicated those or not, I tend to kind of shift into the performer mode or I shift into like the, I want to, you know, the people pleaser mode. And so that's a really solid question is, you know, what expectations of other people could, you know, you let go of. And then also maybe there are people in your life who have high expectations with you that you could communicate those and say, Hey, I, I understand these are your expectations of me, but I don't plan on meeting these <laughs> or, you know, that's probably a little harsh, but I feel like those expectations are unrealistic and here's why. And, you know, your relationship and friendship is important to me, but I can't be held to this high, you know, these, these high expectations. I'm, I just feel like I'm never going to, never going to meet them. And then the third question is what are the non-negotiable standards that you have in each area of your life? What are the things that are like the minimum requirements for you? Those minimum standards, those, this kind of goes back to your value system. This goes back to your needs. This goes back to your desires in these core areas of life. And I'm going to list those out for you. So we're talking about non-negotiables, um, standards that you have in these areas of life. So the relationship you have with yourself, your career, your relationship, your romantic relationship, whether that's your married, single, your relationships in general, um, what do you, what standards do you have there? Family, friendship, finances, spirituality, and your health. And that health portion is really your mental, your emotional, and your physical health. What are your non-negotiables there? I think whenever we can get really clear on that, we can also have clearer expectations of ourselves in those areas. And then we get to communicate with the people in our lives Hey, these are my standards for this area of my life, um, and this is this is what I want to communicate with you. How important this is to me, and it's an opportunity for us to build that deeper connection. I hope this was helpful. I hope this made you feel seen. Um, I hope it didn't ruffle too many feathers because I will be honest. This is something I have struggled with, um, and it's kind of an element of some hurt and some disappointment that I've done to other people or they've done to me because of these high expectations that were never communicated um, or not met. And so now through the work that I've been doing and, and that we're doing together as a family, you know, you and me, we're family, we're the deeper life family. Um, it really gives us the opportunity to, to advocate for ourselves, to take ownership and responsibility uh, for our own standards and our own expectations, and also really manage our, um, our disappointment in life and, and manage our, um, offense that we might feel towards people or towards situations because of the way that we, you know, have these expectations of certain, certain things that might just never meet our expectation. And how are we going to manage that? And, and what does that mean for us? And how can we, um, invite more grace and empathy into situations like this? So I hope that you have an incredible day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Deeper Life podcast. If you resonated with this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you left a review. 
Um, you can either rate the podcast or you can write out a review. It would be so helpful for me. It helps the podcast. And honestly, it kind of helps keep me going as well. And would love to connect with you over on Instagram too, at Alexis Tykemiller. Um, Send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. You could even screenshot it, post it to your podcast, or sorry, screenshot your podcast player and post it on IG stories um, and tag me so that we can talk about this episode. I think it's something that isn't really often talked about in relationships. And I think it's incredibly important. So I'd love to continue the conversation with you there. All right, friends, have a beautiful day.